Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you will find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. I'm Arti Krishnan, consulting editor with Business Line. Welcome to the State of the Economy podcast. This is this month's personal finance section. We have with us Mr. Chirag Mehta, Chief Investment Officer of Quantum Mutual Fund, who's been handling commodity investing and alternatives for the last two decades. So today we are going to discuss a subject that is very close to many Indians' heart, that is gold. And what is the outlook for gold and what are the kinds of investment options in gold? Coming to the first question, for the last four or five years, we have seen many distress situations in the global economy. I mean, starting from this long pandemic that nobody expected. Then this question of whether central banks had printed too much money and had rolled out very large stimulus, which led to worries about whether even the US dollar will get deployed and whether all paper currency is losing value etc. In this environment, gold has somehow, even in the international market, it has not delivered blockbuster returns. It has performed okay. Why do you think uh, this has happened? Yeah, I kind of agree that many of the scenarios that panned out were kind of a Goldilocks scenario for gold. Gold should have performed very well during those times. But if you look at most of these events that happened were a, uh, had a knee-jerk reaction initially right. and then world came to semblance very quickly around it. For example, COVID, the period of Feb, March, April was very, very brutal up till May and then suddenly we started life coming back mm. to normalcy. Mm. Even during the Russia-Ukraine war, for example, we had that war start, gold jump during that yeah. period mm. quickly. And what happened is uh, people were expecting it to spread to other countries Mm -hmm. and other countries getting involved in the war and kind of emerging into a bigger thing. But that didn't happen. It just got restricted to Russia and Ukraine. Of course, there were certain uh, countries they were shouting from outside, but really did not spread. Nobody joined. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, uh, so all these events that took place kind of had a knee-jerk reaction and then, you know, it was very, very uh, restricted in terms of its spread or world kind of adjusted to it uh, and became very very normal even kind of thing after that. So that is where uh, each time we saw a jump in gold prices and gold prices coming back again. Coming to the main uh, issue of monetary printing that mm-hmm. happened uh, across the globe because of to fight the pandemic and support the economy. What happened then was uh, you know at the same time when uh, post that as uh, you know gold went up to all-time highs and then it started falling because uh, central banks came in and said that earlier they did say that uh, inflation is transitory that's not going to be a structural yeah. thing but then they accepted that it's not transitory and they came in uh, with a uh, waging war on inflation right. with uh, you know uh, increasing uh, interest rates to a significant uh, high level if you see us interest rates they kind of went up by 500 basis points roughly over a short span of time like in a year's time so even with the monetary policy what happened is that the central banks kind of came with a waging war and they kind of intri- increase interest rate they also said that they will kind of tighten liquidity right. and all the monetary excesses they'll try to drain out over a period of time but uh, you know monetary base even today stand expanded mm. so if you were to look at gold per unit of currency in circulation or mm. or as a percentage of monetary base it's still very, very undervalued. So you could see that slowly over a period of time, gold gained ground because Mm. of this reason. But currently, the focus is on interest rates, high interest rates are offered, and therefore monetary money flows from investors moving into that fixed income instrument rather than going into instruments like gold. So over a period of time, we do expect 
that whenever there is a U-turn in policy and uh, you know rates start coming down, mm-hmm. again that focus will shift to monetary base that is uh, enlarged currently, quite expanded across the world, and uh, therefore gold should start doing well. So, do you think when the Fed actually starts shrinking its balance sheet, which it hasn't done yet, it's still at eight trillion not? So, when it starts shrinking, then we could see some impact of this on gold. So, if you look at, uh, there have been attempts previously where they have tried to unwind their balance sheets. Mm. Uh, If you look at 2018-19, they tried doing that, but they had to reverse course in one year's time. And if you look at the growth that we've seen or the recovery that we have seen since the pandemic, has been significantly large because there were money being handed out to, to in the hands of people. Right. And that savings glut is fast eroding now. Mm. So if you look at that, it created excess savings in hands of people, which is now dwindling because they have spent out most of it. Right. So now that support to the economy from, uh, say, monetary printing or from that savings that went to people, uh, that is fast dwindling. So the consumption or a robustness of the economy that we saw all this while in the US was because of that fact. Now that support is waning and slowly as the economy slows down, which we are seeing early indicators of, as you see the housing market slow down, if you see the consumption to some extent holding up, but certain pockets are still showing signs of distress or slowing down at least. So uh, as the economy starts slowing down and it kind of uh, takes shape in form of reaction in the financial markets, that is when the Fed will start reacting faster. So they may do some unwinding, but we don't expect it to be a very large unwinding they will be able to do. They will again have to take a U-turn, not only in interest rates, not only and also in tightening measures that they are doing. So whenever that happens, we think that gold will start getting repriced and all the monetary excesses will start showing up because gold as compared to them is, is still very, very undervalued. So whenever that happens, which could be six months, one year down the line, but as we kind of move towards that scenario, gold should start doing well. So for investing in gold for Indian investors, there are a few avenues. Uh, physical jewellery suffers from a few disadvantages, like you can't uh, liquidate at the market price because uh, the jeweller tends to deduct a substantial uh, element. So uh, the paper forms, if you see, there is there are gold ETFs and then there are sovereign gold bonds. Now, many experts recommend sovereign gold bonds as the superior instrument because they give you an interest rate along with the gold price appreciation. Right. So, what are your thoughts? What is the case for gold ETFs? First, I'll begin with uh, the context that you said that, you know, in a gold jewelry uh, market has to or investors have to kind of differentiate what is for consumption. There you don't have a choice other than jewelry. But when it comes to investment, it has to move towards price efficient forms. So uh, that is one clear understanding. Now, when it comes to uh, efficient forms of gold, like the gold ETFs, gold saving funds, or gold fund of funds as they are called, mm. or the SGBs. So SGBs, from a return perspective, I think they will give the highest return to any investor. But gold is bought in a portfolio context as a diversifier. And what is the use of diversifier? It's not just to keep it on an as-is basis that you know when an event happens, it will help my portfolio. Yeah. But it is active managing that portfolio as well. So when it comes to equity markets going down and gold goes up, that's a good scenario for gold and that's why you have invested for gold. But at the same time, it re- it calls for uh, selling some gold position because it become overvalued from your allocation perspective and invest into equities, which has become right. a lower portion of your portfolio. Right. Mm-hmm. So that has to be done. That is how you can augment your returns of the portfolio. When it comes to SGB, given they are very, very illiquid and they are illiquid for a purpose because they don't have a backing of gold 
and therefore that does not allow the fungibility to happen and that is why they quote at a discount yeah and given that fact that you know you might be earning today but when it comes to time to sell and rebalance your portfolio you might be selling at a discount to right. the prevailing price from that perspective gold etfs are very very liquid instruments they have been in operation since 2007 so they have known liquidity you have known uh, gold backing to it known fungibility so they more or less trade in line with the prevailing gold prices and that helps you efficient rebalancing of your portfolio so i am not saying that you know sgbs are not safe they are safe because they are backed by a sovereign guarantee but at the same time many investors want that you know i am buying gold and it has to be in form of gold right so gold etfs in to that extent are true to that fact that they are backed by 100% right. physical gold a uh, 24 carat and therefore that gives many investors right. that comfort that i am investing in instrument so both these purpose if anyone is looking for Yeah. and i think uh, the liquidity is one of the important barometer uh, mm. that one should look at uh, i think gold etfs therefore score over sgbs the fact that you get interest over and above the gold prices is, is a comforting fact but uh, when it really comes to realize that yeah. it may not be very very useful mm. because you might give away that in form of lower liquidity that it trades at yeah i do agree i mean sovereign gold bonds are just another form of government debt so if you already have a guilt heavy portfolio this is another form of a guilt actually yeah and to the fact that also many people think that you know gold as an asset is no one else's liability correct and you are here somehow so it's a hedge against governments also misbehaving so that is the kind absolutely, of absolutely absolutely yeah you talked about liquidity but we do notice that not all etfs are liquid and actually when investors go to buy or sell gold etfs in the market and sometimes they find that the price is way of the nav underlying so every time the investor may not be checking the nav etc so how do investors uh, ensure that uh, whatever trades they do in gold etfs if they do capture the full returns and don't result in unnecessary discounts or premiums so when you look at a gold etf uh, gold etfs many investors buy and hold for a very long period of time so they may not trade or show that kind of volume so what an investor should see what are the bid ask spreads hmm. if they are very very tight on a continuous basis then probably you know they are real okay if they are very very far apart then probably you should avoid that kind of scenario because mm. you don't know how they will pan out but on a regular basis if the bid ask spreads are very very low irrespective mm. of the volumes taking place uh, you should look at those kind of etfs another way to for the investors look at is uh, you know there is a product called gold fund of funds or gold saving funds mm. they kind of help you overcome this issue of what is the right price thing because when you invest in the fund of fund the fund of fund invests in the gold etf and the fund manager who buys that gold etf knows what is the right price and what price they should pay for right. it right so from that perspective uh, one might argue that you know it comes at a dual cost but that cost is very very minuscule for example in the quantum gold etf or quantum gold saving fund we charge we don't charge any management fee no fund of fund is allowed to charge management fee mm. but the incremental cost is only 6 basis points mm. per annum That's very which low. is very very low yeah and uh, sometimes brokerages that people pay to buy gold etf mm. may be higher than the brokerages we pay at the institutional level right. so if someone is paying say 20 30 basis points as brokerage we pay about 12 basis points as brokerage so that right. could be a big differential that they could play on plus get price efficiency because the fund manager knows what price they are buying right. into right. and therefore they have very very good convenient product they can do sip in that product 
and they have price efficiency that they are looking for right right uh, now in investors in india also have this alternative of buying silver etfs so are gold and silver etfs uh, sort of substitutable or are they completely different animals yeah so silver is sometimes called a poor cousin of gold yeah, to I some know. extent and people think that you know whenever there is a rally i'll capitalize on yeah. because silver and when there's a gold rally people feel if i buy silver i'll get more correct it's so, like a, people think that it's a leverage play on gold yeah, in yeah. some sense yeah. but it's not really like if you're looking as an investor so if you understand silver market demand supply and why prices are moving up and you want to play that rally it's it's a good instrument but if you see or notice the entire rallies that bull rallies that we have seen in silver are have generally been back of speculation okay so if you look at the hunt brothers or mm. you know, if you look at the recent phenomena where there was a cornering of market yes, again yes, yes. so each time we have seen that rally are mostly speculative in nature okay also from an allocation perspective i think gold is more suited than silver mm. because silver is an industrial commodity right about 65 to 70% of the usage of silver is for industrial purposes mm. when industrial use will expand when your economy is expanding that is the same exposure you get with your equity, equity investments because equities will do well and economy is expanding right so from a diversification point silver does not suit well because it's giving the same exposure to your predominant asset class that is equities right whereas gold is very very different it is kind of chased after when there is signs of distress economy is not doing well and investors kind of move into the safety of gold to some extent from a diversification standpoint if you're looking at an allocation to gold that it will help my portfolio during bad times then probably gold is a better asset as compared to silver because silver during even though there is uh, economic distress then it will fall along with your equity exposure that you have and therefore it won't help your portfolio that is what you are looking from from this asset class so a uh, gold does two things right one is kind of diversifies your portfolio and make becomes a store of value for right. long run so i don't think neither of them are done by silver so gold is a better asset to right. own as compared to silver from a portfolio allocation perspective right right so what is your outlook for gold i mean especially for indian investors uh, traditionally a lot uh, at least 3 to 4 percentage points in returns annually have come from rupee depreciation so going forward what is the sort of outlook on so i think the rupee depreciation story i don't think it's going anywhere uh, mm-hmm. because we still have a current account deficit that we run and structurally until and unless we are reliant on crude oil imports i think we would run that deficit on a structural basis maybe it could be up and down on certain time periods but uh, generally we'll see so we kind of expect that rupee will continue to appreciate by about 2% 2 to 3% per annum it could be large it could be small but generally we think that that is how the rupee will pan out coming to gold price exposure because international gold prices are a big determinant of how indian gold prices also behave so we think that uh, you know we are coming to a place where uh, interest rates may not go up from here on in a significant manner mm. maybe another 25 or 50 yeah. basis point hike by the us fed any time they take a u turn in policy making uh, when they start cutting interest mm. rates when they start uh, reversing or or adding more liquidity in the system i think that will be the time and that will happen when we see distress in financial markets right. because we have seen time and again that is the thing that that mm. moves them uh, in a larger way right whenever that happens i think gold will get repriced and as i said gold seems undervalued from a monetary based theory given gold is a monetary asset central banks also hold on gold so from that perspective uh, i think gold should uh, do well also 
there's an argument that dollar uh, overall as a percentage of reserves will kind of Reduce. Uh, dwindle, uh, yeah. which we have seen over the last few years as well. It's mm. been coming down. Dollar share of payments also has been coming down. So we are looking that the dollar supremacy is kind of eroding to some extent. Big countries talking about their own currency as a competing to the dollar. So all that tells you that, that if the dollar goes down, then probably gold again okay. should go up. Okay. So uh, we are seeing various things like, you know, the savings glut that we had seen is coming to an end. So last time we checked, we a couple of months back, it was about $700 billion of more savings left. So I think it's fast eroding. And uh, as it kind of erodes further, that support to the economy may not be there, which will start reflecting in financial markets and compel the Fed to react. So there are certain things like, you know, credit card debt reaching right. trillion dollars in the US, right. uh, which also tells you that that saving glut is eroding because now people are for the consumption banking on more credit card debt as compared to, you know, uh, the savings that they had earlier. Also, if you see the loan officers survey in the US, mm-hmm. uh, that is also showing that uh, you know, lending standards are getting more and more tighter, which means that more and more people are getting out of the ambit of getting loans. Right. So that makes them even go towards more unconventional sources like credit card debts to kind of fund their consumption. So overall, we are seeing signs okay. of slowdown in the US economy, which will kind of start having its impact and Fed may not be able to do much more even if they see inflation staying stickier to some extent and not coming below their 2% target which means a very very good scenario for gold where you are seeing a sticky inflation kind of scenario and uh, you know growth dwindling down and interest rates coming down so that is a perfect scenario where gold should start doing well so thank you so much Chirag for this very insightful thank you so much